everybody. This is Jenny. Welcome to my Amulet podcast. Um, disclaimer, if I sound a little weird, which I do, I have allergies, so nothing crazy. Florida man's not going to get anything from me besides a bunch of questions. But in lieu of that, this is a very exciting episode because it's the first time we have Florida man here with us to answer all your NFT questions. So about a week ago, on Instagram, if you follow us on Instagram, um, we asked you to submit any questions regarding NFTs because we're in a very privileged position. We have Florida Man here who is, um, whose owner is a pioneer, we could say. Yes, a... okay, well, let's not, let's not toot his horn, horn too hard. Yes, <laughs> I am the, I am Mickey, not him. Okay, so. Right? <laughs> yes. So, not Javier, no, we're we're not going to talk about him right now. So to jump, just get started, to jump right into it. Um, one of the questions that we had is, what is an NFT? Yes. The scientific definition for an NFT is a non-fungible token. And all that is, is it's a fancy way of saying something that can be authenticated as being unique versus something else that looks similar, but is not the unique item that you're identifying as an NFT. I am an NFT because I am a collection. I am one of 10,000 apes that exist on the Ethereum blockchain. And by and the nature of me existing on this blockchain implies that there are certain measures taken to make it so that I am impossible to delete from the face of the planet so once an nft is created that's it no going back right if done correctly yes because the moment that you mint an nft means that you have written into the ethereum blockchain that a certain token contract exists and once that token contract exists you cannot delete it likewise if you upload the token contract my token contract contains me and the image of me and the image of me is stored on a separate blockchain that is made to kind of mimic amazon web services or like a google drive where images can be held in a decentralized network and backed up by individuals at their house or their work or the garage basement attic so what is ethereum yeah so okay so when I say the only way to delete me off, okay, so there's no way to delete me off the face of the planet. I am here forever, unless the governments of this world decide to shut down all power and internet all at once forever, basically. Because can that be done? Can it be done? Okay, well, first of all, well, here's the thing. Ethereum is a blockchain, and the first blockchain was Bitcoin. That's the most popular cryptocurrency that most people know, Bitcoin. And the reason that these coins have so much value is because of the network that they're providing to individuals to have, okay, I'm sorry, not to overcomplicate it. Basically, it's a free and open, transparent financial network that's open to everyone on earth, not just to a select few behind red tape. And so that's Bitcoin. That was evolved into Ethereum which the same way that there's an open, transparent network for financial transactions, there's now an open, free network for any transaction, including the transaction of me uploading a file to the internet. That is a transaction that happened. And that transaction is written into the Ethereum blockchain. Well, not me, the creators of me were Yuga Labs or the Board API Club. 
and they uploaded the they uploaded all ten thousand images to the IPF. That's not overcomplicated. I am an image that is impossible to delete because I exist on a blockchain, mm-hmm. and a blockchain is impossible to delete, like impossible to take away, unless you shut down all power and internet from the world. Is that going to happen? Can it happen? I've heard it all. I've heard solar flares. I've heard EMP satellites. I've heard nuclear world war, World War Three. I don't see any of that happening because the elite have too much to lose to shut it all down. So yes. We are undeletable, at least in my opinion. Okay. That, yeah, I think you addressed it all. Um, another question was from uh, an artist, a photographer. How? What's the best way to turn your photography into an NFT? That's a good question. As a, I am an image. I am also in a, I am an individual who collects NFTs. And the first thing I, as an individual who exists on the Ethereum blockchain, is go verify the authenticity of another person's NFT. So I want to make sure that the other person whom I'm supporting understands the stakes of the game and that they've taken the correct measures to make sure that their art or photography is as undeletable as I am. The most common way of minting an NFT right now is going onto a platform like OpenSea or Rarible and using their contract to mint your NFT onto their contract that then does not give you your contract on the blockchain. So when you go and you check this artist's NFT and you click on the details and you go to the contract address and you open that up on Etherscan, literally it's three clicks away on the page on OpenSea. And if you know what you're doing, you know that it's literally this simple. I mean, it's as simple as literally clicking two links and I could see who made the contract. Mm-hmm. And if I see that OpenSea, that if it's an open store contract address or a Rari Rarible contract address, for the most part, I kind of like look away, especially if you're in a position as a photographer or an artist or as an individual to have the means of producing your own contract, which is really a bit of research, but not too difficult to uh, undergo. If Now, uh, there are artists in other lesser privileged parts of the world who have no choice but to use the cheaper option of minting onto a platform's contract. In that case, there's a whole different dynamic and it's a different set of context. But if you are an individual who I consider a peer, and you are minting on someone else's contract, it just shows a lack of understanding. So the first thing I would look up if I was an artist is how to mint my own contract on Ethereum. Okay, so that's the first step. Yes, and... well, no, the first step is buying Ethereum. Oh. Getting No, no, the first step is getting over the idea that crypto is a scam. That's the first, which is the actually the hardest part, yes. The moment that you buy Ethereum, then you realize, I mean, to get me, you need Ethereum. You cannot buy me at this point with a credit card or a debit card. You need Ethereum. And theoretically, at every step of the game, you will at one point need Ethereum to move me mm-hmm. because I exist on the Ethereum blockchain and I exist within a wallet. And this wallet is controlled by an individual. And if that individual wants to sell it to someone, they have to pay a fee in Ethereum to the Ethereum blockchain to move me from one wallet to another. So even if I 
traded a car or someone traded a house for me or someone traded an island for me, they would still, the, the final settlement would have to take place on the Ethereum blockchain and you would need the Ethereum token to confirm that transaction. Okay. So first step is purchasing Ethereum and then moving on to yes. looking at contracts. The first step is spending a lot of time learning about why blockchain is so important to the world. Absolutely, yeah. After that, that leads to, because the moment you understand why it's so important, you're like, oh, okay, I've been wasting my time and money. So then you start buying Bitcoin and Ethereum and all the other cryptos. And then you realize, okay, now in this new digital world, I need a way to identify myself. And that is where avatars or identities like myself appear. Where simply my ex-owner slash releaser from the Pranksy wallet, Mr. Kovas, finally put me in my own wallet. I am now my own individual. He could have used me as an identity. But no, he didn't. No, I'm my own individual. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> thank you, God. It sounds like I'm thanking him, but I'm actually thanking our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. Florida man is a Christian. Oh, yes. Big time. Course. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say religious, but I am definitely a believer in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yes. Interesting. That's 100% solidified. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, yes. Um now that you brought up uh becoming educated. Another question was why did Facebook change their name? Oh, Facebook changed their name because they're they're to put it lightly lightly Mark Zuckerberg is pooping his pants right now because the dynamic, no, no, the very nature of my existence on this podcast makes him tremble in his seats because I have just infected all your brains with the narrative that this is literally a war for the battle. This is a war for the soul of the universe. And right now it's literally us versus Mark Zuckerberg. That is, well, Mark Zuckerberg slash Bill Gates slash every other person that I'm not going to name because they're not as popular to name. But they are still in that round table forming the narrative around everything that we've just experienced over the course of the last two years. And they're forming the narrative over what's going to take place over the next lifetime. And so if we do not stand up and commit to an open, decentralized, transparent, community-owned, community-operated metaverse, we are going to become even more enslaved than I would argue we already are. So. Why did Mark Zuckerberg change their name? Because they know that if they don't capture the large audience of people who are now entering the metaverse on their own, like people who I, I have helped over the course of literally the past six months, all on board onto NFTs, Ethereum, blockchain, they know they have to capture them before they enter this open decentralized world because then it's literally too late. Because it's not like there's going to be a, there's not going to be a Facebook that comes and kills Meta, like they did to MySpace. It's literally the inherent nature of the technology that everything is being built upon is taking everything away from these centralized powers. The blockchain itself is the Netflix that killed Blockbuster. It's not that a Netflix will form on Ethereum that will kill Facebook. Ethereum is what will kill Facebook. It is the network that kills Facebook. Because now we don't need Facebook servers. We don't need Amazon web servers. We don't need uh, a YouTube servers. 
because we can upload it to the blockchain. And now what we need are platforms that read the blockchain and show us the content that exists there. So it's not like it's going to be a YouTube that hosts the content on their servers and can decide when or when not to delete or censor certain people. Mm -hmm. It's a platform that just reads the blockchain and you yourself choose. I mean, the whole dangerous, the, the biggest problem I see right now with, with, media and the way content is distributed is that people are not in charge of the algorithms that pump them the content that they're consuming. So right. your feed knows more about you than you do at one point. It's like sometimes I'm on TikTok and I see a video and I'm like, how the heck does this know this about me? Yeah. Obviously because it's reading every data point about you and every single app that you interact with and every single interaction that you have with everything. I mean, if you have a face ID on your phone, it's very likely that the camera is reading your eyeball and knows exactly where you're looking at on your phone and for how long and for how much interest you're showing because of the way that you position your phone and all these data points about you are forming an algorithm that is you. And you are not in control of this algorithm right now. And that's what blockchain changes. The The very nature of blockchain is giving these data points back, it's putting them back in the hands of the consumer. For example, very, very, very simple example, Brave Browser, Brave.com. You go to Brave.com right now and you can download Brave Browser. Brave Browser is a clone of Google Chrome. It's actually three times faster because it actually deletes all the tracking software that Google puts in Google Chrome. It was made by the co-founder of Mozilla Firefox. And what they do is they block all ads and all trackers coming into your, into your web browser. And the only ads it shows you are ads that these advertisers have paid Brave Browser to pay you to show them, hey, I'm a guy and I like trucks. I'm floor. I actually doesn't even say I'm a guy. It just says, show me ads about coffee. And Brave pays you for telling them that so that they can then tell the advertisers, hey, I have a user that likes coffee. Let me show them coffee. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't tell them, oh, this user's Javier. Or, well, now that's going to be have to. Yes, this user. Yes, this it's this Florida user man. is Florida man. Okay. Yes. Let me take a note. Yes. Yes, that's the great. Yes, 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 yes. This user, <laughs> <laughs> this user is Florida man. Uh, and it and he's using this computer at this time at this IP address at this and all these data points about me are not mine when I'm using Google Chrome. Right. And they're mine again in Web3. And that's what's is Facebook. And that's why they changed their name because they need to keep everyone in their network before they all leave and they have nothing left. So will they be able to do that just by changing their name or are, they, are this, there other changes? There's a lot. Here's the thing. People don't understand Web3. So it's going to be, it's it's not very hard for Facebook to just show an illusion and do the, you know, the smoke screen that shows, oh, the vapor waves. So the thing is, everyone over the age of 40 doesn't understand the metaverse. Everyone under the age of 40 hates Facebook. So mm -hmm. I truly believe this is the beginning of the end of for Facebook because I never even open Facebook anymore. I only open Instagram. And the only reason I open Instagram is because I have to for work. Isn't Instagram owned by Facebook? It's owned by Facebook. Exactly. That's why I bring it up because I don't open yeah. Facebook. And the, what I do open is Instagram. And that's changed so much already that I can hardly even recognize what that is. But also it's also it's also gotten better. Again, the problem is the centralized nature of these organizations where they can decide that the leader of the Taliban is allowed on Twitter, but the ex-president of the United States is not allowed there. That's a problem.
Right. Yeah. Yes. Because why are they controlling our information? Yeah. Well, yes, it's the it's the the unfair nature of them being able to decide for us. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing that happened last year and all the measures that were taken to combat said thing there was never no discussion there was no public forum there were no votes on the measures taken to combat right that's not very democratic in nature i think no definitely not so that's a problem too and so again i see the entire world being changed by blockchain technology we're already seeing the art world completely turned on its head because now artists can make a living after the fact because you know as a photographer, you sell a picture and that's it. You sold the picture. But now what happens when you go off and become. Who's a famous photographer? I'm not a photographer. Annie Leibovitz. Sure. Her. Yes. <laughs> she. You go on to become her. Mm-hmm. And. How much is a picture from one of the first picture sh- photo shoots she did back in the day worth? And where are those pictures? A lot. Right. And usually they sell. But then that photographer never makes a cut off of it. So. Artists, artists and creatives are just the coolest people on earth. So, of course, we showed up to the scene first and we're like, oh, my God, look how look at all the stuff that we can do with this. Yes. Life is a game. This is just we're playing the game. And so how do we gamify and digitify and technologicify the game as best way possible? NFTs, blockchain. Right. Yes. Do you think it's dangerous for humanity to put so much of their life in a digital form it's game theory shut it down then that's the game theory right because if you shut it down then you shut it down for everyone including yourself and sure the elite don't really understand nancy pelosi is not sitting at her house discussing the metaverse mm-hmm. but her her grandchildren are her grandchildren are actually deep in the metaverse her grandchildren probably her, her grandchildren have probably spent tens if not tens of thousands of dollars on fortnite skins that's right. Probably. So they're not thinking about it. I don't really care what Nancy Pelosi thinks. I care what her grandchildren think. Because mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I am deep in this space and I kind of barely understand it. But I have the same level, I have the same level of understanding as a 12-year-old can have. Because they have access to the same technologies and same information all at the same speed. If not faster than I had when I was that age. So... It's just, is it scary? I mean, was it scary when the television came out? I'm sure it was. I remember that day, but I mean, like, I couldn't process what a television was or what it meant for communication at the time. Now I realize, wow, it was a direct connection to everyone's home and being Mm -hmm. able to pump them with information at the same time. Right? Right. It's kind of what phones were, but not really, because it was just at a mass scale. And then social media came out, allowed everyone to talk to each other, not necessarily the one source narrative. And that's kind of what we're seeing now, but it's kind of what I describe. It's like the more they try to retain control of us and the flow of information, specifically referring to the blockchain, the more control they lose. Because the more I say, fuck you, I'm not going to comply. The more they try to force it on us, the more we resist. And that's why Mark Zuckerberg is so scared. And that's why he changed his meta. Because he knows that he needs to trap us so that it's too late for us not to comply. He needs to trap us within the meta to make sure that we can't escape or that we it would be so difficult for us to escape. Right now, we still have the choice. There's two very clear choices right now. So what what are those choices? 
Meta and Facebook's metaverse or the open decentralized metaverse? So you're saying for everyone that's using Meta and Facebook to move over to? It's not necessarily move over to. What I'm saying is it's going to become very clear who the players are in the next couple of years as decentralized protocols and decentralized organizations form to combat the spread of Facebook and, and big tech. And what consumers and citizens of the world have to do is pick the side that's open and decentralized. Right. That's, that's the game theory. And, and here's the thing. In the long run, I think that's what's going to happen. Now, that's why I said the next 10 years are going to be the toughest years because it's going to be when they're going to exert the most force to try and retain control. But again, the war has already been won. The only way they can delete Instagram and Bitcoin, or not Instagram, Ethereum mm-hmm. and Bitcoin. <laughs> Instagram is deletable. That's the problem. Yeah, the only way they can delete Bitcoin and Ethereum is to literally turn off power for the entire world all at once. Mm. It's not going to happen because that's mutually assured destruction. So what I would say is screw the U.S. dollar, man. I'm so done with the Federal Reserve. They just printed one third of all the money that exists last year. Bread is up 30%. Used cars up 30%. Housing up 30%. Everything is up 30%. Again, one third of all the money that exists in the world was printed last year. Go look it up right now. Open the new tab. Pause the video. How is it that the guy on TV is only saying we're up 4 to 5% and it's quote unquote transitory, which means it's going to go away, which it's not because it's never gone away. That's what they've been saying since literally the 70s, that inflation is going away. Mm-hmm. When you would go and buy a six pack of beer for a dollar, six pack of beer for a dollar. Now it costs. On a, in a good, on a good day, you know, $15 after tax, it's like, and yes. And so right now what we're seeing is, we're, I don't know, again, and then you talk to people and it's like, no, but this is going to go away. Or this and that. And I'm like, I don't think you realize how inflation works. I think they literally just printed one third of all the money that exists in the world last year. One third. And the guy on TV is telling you four to 5%. It's transitory. But the actual report comes out last week and they couldn't even just be straight up with you. They literally just were like, no, it's actually 6%. Yeah. So on top of the fact that we're ultra lying to you, we're going to lie on top of that and say, and, and it's like 6%. Because mm-hmm. they were saying it's 4 to 5. Yeah. And now the actual report came out and it said 6. But we all know it's actually like 30. Right. This is, um, you know, as a lay person, the everyday average person when it comes to technology, this is one of the things that attract me so much to the other side which you are so experienced with because right now our social media consumption our regular media our news is so controlled the information that we're given it's so biased we can't even think for ourselves anymore it's not the good old days of journalism where it was here's the information digested do with it what you will no now we're being told what to think and how to think and that makes me really uncomfortable Yes. Yeah, it's it, it's an issue. I think that's what people should be afraid of, and not of this technology. But yes. um, well, the tech, well, uh, they should be afraid of the centralized powers, not the decentralized powers. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, why do you think people are afraid of this? Because you got the guy on TV telling you it's a scam. Because yeah. and and meanwhile, he's in the back room buying it all up. Right. 
after he just scared you into selling it to him. That's what's happening. What we're undergoing is the largest, most comprehensive psychological operation of all time. Because think about what I just described to you. An undeletable, immutable network. It's literally not going away. It's like, why are they saying it? Like, it's a, like, like, yes. If there's, if they're on TV and they're telling you it's either, if they're saying it's either a scam or to get out because it's going to go to zero, they either don't understand it or they're actively lying to you so that they can pump, so that they could keep filling their bags before you realize mm-hmm. how much it's actually worth. If every American just put their life savings into Ethereum, I think all of our net worths collectively would go up like, again, I am not a financial advisor, but <laughs> I think collectively all our net worths would like coach up overnight. I don't think that, and, that, and this is why I know we're so early and I mean, take it to the bank. I'm saying it right now, but your Wells Fargo, Chase, Bank of America app, they're all going to have a, they're all going to have a section that says uh, crypto, staking, lending, all this stuff. And, and they're going to do the same thing they've been doing to us for years, screwing us because while they're giving us, okay, so whoa, 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 let's rewind a bit. Okay. They say inflation is four to 5%, mm-hmm. but the report just came out that said inflation is 6%, but your bank account is giving you 0.7% a year. So if you think about your dollar value in a savings account, if inflation is four, let's just say it's it's, it's, I mean, it's literally 6%. Well, that's what they say because that's what they said on TV, but I don't know if that makes it true or not. But let's just say it's true, 6%. That means your bank account isn't actually generating you money. It's literally decreasing your value every year by, at this point, negative 5.3% if you have a 0.7% interest rate. So by keeping your dollars in your savings, you're literally losing, net, you're, you're, you're netting negative a year. That's your savings account at the bank. I never thought of it like that. Just, and, and the, 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 the worst part is, and this is what I mean by a lack of transparency. The federal reserve is only federal in name. It is not a public entity that we vote on measures and changes to how they operate. Jerome Powell was not, we didn't vote Jerome Powell into head of the federal reserve. He was appointed by someone to make rules that literally govern and literally control the economic flow of money for the entire world. And that's controlled by a group of individuals that no one voted on. And, and, and they're the reason that bread is now $2.50 for a loaf. And take it to the bank, by the time I die, it's probably going to cost $10 a loaf of bread, 10 US dollars. Right. Before I die, for sure. Yeah. And I'm never going to die, so... It's gonna be sorry at one point. Yes, around yeah. So get ready to start paying ten dollars for a fucking loaf of bread, dude. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that that's a lot to digest. Um, no pun intended. Yes, yes. <laughs> or actually, maybe it was intended. Who knows? Um. So, let's talk about money. Yes. How do you make money? You see, I think everyone should go out and read "Rich Dad, Poor Dad." You sound you like seen? my father. Have you read it? Yes. My father has been waving that book at me since I was probably 14 years old. Yes. In English and Spanish. Yes. So, yeah. Robert Kiyosaki is the man at, at our house. 
Yes. So I don't make money. Money, money, money works for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I am, I am, I am an entity right now talking to you. And at one point in the future, I mean, like, what do you mean? Money is just not an object. I am a 3D figure that operates in the metaverse. And so how do I make money? I am money. I am probably more valuable than money. I am money. I am walking money. I myself am money. So how do you make your owner money? How do I make my owner money? Well, actually, that's... So my owner is a very kind individual. But I kind of don't like him because of the way he is just too soft for me. Honestly, (laughs) no, I am not even joking. What does that mean? Soft? I mean, like, there's certain things that I want to tweet, and then he tells me, no, you can't tweet this because you're not going to get it. Does he censor you? He tries to censor me. Like, the other day, I I wanted to tweet, vaccine mandates are racist. And in Florida, we are not racist, so we don't have vaccine mandates. And he didn't let me tweet it. So now you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tweet it right after this podcast. I'm going to tweet that right after this podcast because I wanted to and I didn't because he didn't let me. Yeah, he's sitting behind. He's sitting behind the cameras now looking at me. Yes, I'm going to tweet it, bro. And they all heard it now. So I have to do it. I was going to say now there's no turning back. Yes, there's no turning back. He has to tweet it now. That's it. And we don't censor anything on this podcast. Go tweet it for me right now. That's right. Yeah, you do what I say. Yes. Okay. So, so, so yes. How do we? Okay, so. I think what you're asking is how do NFTs make money? The problem right now is that even if consumers want to buy an NFT, they just don't understand the technology well enough to be able to even buy it. Everyone wants a Nike NFT, but how, mm-hmm. how does a consumer buy that Nike NFT? And so that's why I'm not really too focused on selling products right now. Although there will be NFT projects launching in the, I mean, like in the next couple months, there's also my book coming out. Ideally, I finish that sometime next year or like in 2022 so that my, my autobiography can come out. But, you know, what I'm really hyper focused on right now is educating people on the stakes of why blockchain technology is going to change the world. And that's kind of what I'm focusing on in the next couple months. I don't know when this episode is going to air, but let's just say it airs sometime during Art Basel week or maybe after Art Basel week. I have now completed slash going to complete a a, uh, tour at FIU, Dade and UM where I go and talk to students about blockchain nfts and crypto and if they follow me on a social make a metamask on the spot where i'm going to have a little business card with 12 lines and you know branding so that they can write their 12 words for their for their metamask i know half of you have no idea what i'm saying but i'm just giving the people that understand kind of like what i'm doing at this place they're gonna they're gonna follow me on a social create their metamask on us on the spot writing down their 12 words on business cards that i have printed out and then dm me a, a selfie with with their new address and I'm going to allow them to scan a QR code that's going to that's going to let them claim a, a POAP, a proof of attendance protocol NFT. And it's going to be their first NFT just for signing up on the spot. So you're going to walk them through the process. Yes. OK. Over and over and over again. I think that's really and do important this at scale because, yes. I, you know, as as you know, here we are into literacy of all kinds, not just books, but financial literacy, um, just Becoming a lifelong learner all around. So I think this is super important. And I'm so happy that you're doing that because um, we, I think we both can agree education is a great equalizer. And the more people 
learn about this and become comfortable with it, the more they can make their own decisions exactly. as to what to do. Exactly. Yes, I get yeah. a lot of brands. I've, I just was with a startup founder yesterday and I have calls with these people. The biggest thing I tell they're like all trying to throw money at the problem, which is that they don't understand. They're all trying to, and by, by that, I mean, they're trying to throw money at me to solve the problem that they don't understand, which right. on one hand, I'm trying to educate for free and I'm trying to show them, listen, you, if you grasp what this means and what the technology actually does, you're not going to need me to come up with ideas for you. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like when, when websites first came out, everyone wanted a website in the nineties. So everyone was throwing 10K here, 20K here, 30, 50K, 100K to get a website up in, in 1990. Where are half those websites now? Nowhere. Right. Where are the good ones? You got Amazon, Google, eBay, uh, you know, a number of them that understood what was actually happening and were able to, you know, and that's what it is. Understanding and, 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 and really grasping what it is that's in front of us. And until you do that, uh, Yes, exactly what you're saying is, is education. Until you become educated on the space, that you're not going to be able to move in it like a person like me, who literally jumps between worlds like there's no boundaries. There's literally no boundaries. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. There's no red tape anywhere because it's an open decentralized protocol open to anyone. Right. And once you learn how to navigate this strange new world, you can jump anywhere and do anything you want. Do you think this will finally give people economic freedom yes this is what will liberate cubans in cuba this is what will liberate venezuelans in venezuela's in venezuela and nigerians in nigeria and the entire and the entire middle and lower classes from the shackles of centralized powers it, it's already over and what we're undergoing now is the largest most comprehensive psychological operation of all time to make us think that it won't work that's why you have the people that are scared I think in the in in uh, uh, they called it Chicken Little. That's why you have Chicken Little on TV talking about uh, talking about crypto going to zero. Because they need to pump that lie mm -hmm. to keep us out of the network. Because they they need to, and that's the thing. They they need us in the network as much as them. Because what by them pumping it down and making the price go down, or so that they can buy more, it actually decreases the value overall because now they control the supply and there's no demand. So they need us to buy it from them. They need everyone participate. Right. Everyone needs to participate in the network for it to have any value. So they can't just control it the way it's always been controlled because then it has no value and people won't use it. Like it, it won't be, it won't get used because they, they own it all. We wouldn't be able to transact on Ethereum if they had all the Ethereum. So they can't even buy it up all. They can't delete it. They can't do anything to it, but join it and make right. it stronger in the process. Yeah. Yes. Which is so interesting because if you do some research, you will see all these big names attached to all types of NFTs. Mm -hmm. So it really is, you know, so awful and about to be deleted. Why are these people investing their time and money? You got Playboy. I mean, just to name drop a couple people of on on my level of like being in the board Ape Yacht Club. We got Shaq. We got Jimmy Fallon, who follows me now. We got this guy from Fort Minor. What's his name? Mike Shinoda. Uh, you yes, were, yes, Mike Shinoda from Lincoln we got, Park. We got uh, Lil Baby. We got Snoop Dogg. We got I think Snoop Dogg. I think we we got uh, Des Bryant, Josh Hart, Steph Curry, Lamelo Ball, and these are all guys. But I know there's female famous females in here too. 
Yes. So these are, I mean, like these celebrities are like trying to join the club, trying to enter this. And that's the thing to get me or to join the club, you need Ethereum. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say the hardest part is getting over the idea that crypto is, is a scam. That's yeah. the hardest part because that's the, that's the barrier, psychological barrier that has been created for us. Um, to go back to, to that example that you were talking about, the, the Nike shoe, I think that's one of the things that is so difficult for people to understand because when you take the dollar, paper money, or a credit card or whatever, you purchase something and it's tangible. You can hold it. You can use it. Have you ever it. been to Disney? Yeah, of Have course. you ever bought Disney dollars? You know what? I don't know. You know what Disney dollars are? No. So that so probably means I haven't bought them. Yes. So you could go to any shop. Well, at least when I was a kid, you could go to any shop and like I could give them a $20 bill and they'll give me 20 Disney dollars. Oh, no. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. You're right. Yes. I, I do know what that yes. is. And yeah. I could use it. I thought it was like a special credit card. Or no, no, something. no, 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 no. Yeah. No, so you could walk anywhere in the park and use that. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I go into Fortnite, what do I buy? V Bucks. They're mm -hmm. in game currency. And what do I buy skins with? V Bucks. It's not real right. money. What is money anyway? Right. Yes. So, yes, the concept of using fake money to buy fake images on the internet. Yeah, I know it's crazy, but it's, it's so crazy. It's going to change the world. Actually, it already changed the world. That's how crazy it is. Yeah, but again, crazy, crazy, or, or the truth is crazy in a world full of lies. So, mm. so yes. We're going to have to quote you on that. Huh. I didn't come up with that quote. Someone else did. Well, we need to give him credit. Whoever said that. Kanye West was the one that I heard it from. Well, he's a poet. Yes. Yeezy, um, Yeezy taught me. Yeezy yeah. taught me. <laughs> Oh, is is he part of the board of Ape Yak Club? He hasn't announced anything, but Timbaland is on it. Jay-Z has a punk. I feel like he totally would I, fit in. I can't imagine him not having one. Yeah. I can't even imagine him not having already had conversations with our founders. Right. We're at a level. Very exciting. Yes. Okay. So once somebody becomes comfortable enough and goes through the beginning processes of jumping into this world how do they choose what would be the easiest way to say okay like i want to become part of to use your club for Again, an example yes, step one but is, we know there's so many yeah. others okay guys if you want to get into nfts you need to get over the hurdle that bitcoin and ethereum are scams yeah i think about this i was talking to someone and this person is a very big fan of basketball. They are a basketball sports fanatic. Likewise, they collect ba basketball cards, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, bro, you need to get on NBA Top Shot, which is the, it's basically basketball cards on the blockchain that are NFTs, but instead of cards static, they're like highlights. So like Dwayne Wade alley-ooping it to, sh to LeBron and LeBron dunking it. That's a moment that exists in the NBA. Now those are being minted and sold in packs. And like you could open the pack and see that you got the LeBron Dwayne Wade alley-oop moment, or you got the, 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 the shack shattering the backboard moment or whatever. And I told him, bro, you need to get into this. And he's like, yo, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, bro, this is crazy, man. But the, I think the first thing you need to do, do you, do you, do you have a Coinbase, man? Do you, you need some Ethereum? And he goes, bro, what do you mean Ethereum, man? That, that thing's a scam, bro. <laughs> <laughs> literally 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 
And I said, oh, okay. So this is a lot longer of a conversation that we have to have. We got to start from the very, very yeah, beginning. Yeah, we have to start all the way in the 70s when Nixon uh, depegged the dollar to gold. That's where it all starts. All right, we could start in the 1930s when the Federal Reserve was started and they went around collecting everyone's gold. Yeah, why? Sure you are. Why is she yeah, yeah, listening yeah. to us? Siri is listening to us because exactly they don't want us talking about these things. Okay, so the, when the Federal Reserve, okay, clearly she doesn't want us talking about these, so I'm going to just <laughs> say it. The, when the Federal Reserve was first made and gold was first used to give value to the dollar, the United States of America made it illegal for U.S. citizens to own gold. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if owning Bitcoin and Ethereum becomes illegal in the next 10 years. I really would not be surprised. Is that something they can do? Are vaccine mandates something that they can do? Okay, you're right. Touche. Yes. Yes. Hmm. And all I have to say, here's the, here's the beauty about it. Come and take it. What are you going to take? That's what I'm saying. What are you going to take? How can they make it illegal when it's not a tangible thing? Well, yes, exactly. How, yes. Hmm. They also have gun So collection. all of a sudden, our activities online are going to have a moral framework as to what's legal and what's not? I don't... Moral? This isn't about morality. This is about control. Right. But if you make it into a legal, illegal thing, you're bringing morality into it, and right? Very clearly, you see which is the side of good and which is the side of evil. Yes, of course. It's plain. So, uh, make it illegal it's then. Make it, make it simpler for people. It, it just literally make it easier for people then yeah make it illegal then what, yeah. if what you're saying if what you just described to me is that if they make it illegal it will make one side be good and one side be evil mm-hmm. make it illegal and show people who you are yeah yes i mean they already have shown people who they are at this point can't enter a restaurant without showing my papers okay so do you have papers do i have papers why would i have papers so you can walk into the restaurant. Why would it's there no such thing in the in your club? Oh, here's the thing. The club is based out of Miami, Florida. The great which is home is, is okay. in the great state of Florida. So thank you to our boy Ron DeSantis. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. you're a proud Floridian. I'm a proud freaking Floridian that owns guns, smokes weed, and drinks beer. And likes okay. women. <laughs> okay. Yes, that is Florida man. I like the beach. I like sunshine. I also like rain. I wish it would be colder sometimes. Me yeah. too. Yes, but that's who Florida man is. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, what are your hopes for oh, next year? As far 2022 as twenty twenty two is going to be insane. If it was. If it's just a fraction of what this year was, it's still going to be 20 to 30 times better than 2020 was. So I'm very excited. So, yes, very exciting stuff coming up in the Florida Man universe. We actually just welcomed a gutter gutter dog gang. Tigre, that's what we call him. Arch rival slash nemesis of mine, but you guys will all hear more about that next year. So, yes, a lot of exciting things coming in next year. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to your book. I'm looking forward to your projects. And I want to thank you for being here. Yes, I want to thank you for allowing my existence to exist. Anytime. Absolutely. You're always welcome. And I hope 
to our listeners that you found uh, these questions and answers helpful. If you have further questions, as we hope you do, because once you dive into something, more questions are a sign of yes, more knowledge that Listen, you're seeking. Yes, so. to your entire audience, my DMs are open at Board Ape. 2417. Literally, I quit my job. I, I don't do anything but help people enter the metaverse. So please hit my line. Yes. Uh, direct all your questions, concerns, ideas to Florida Man and uh, get educated. Let's keep this going. Uh, whether you are confused, you agree, you disagree, you don't know what's happening. The only way is to get educated. And it's like we said before, it's a great equalizer. So thank you to everybody for listening, watching, and we will see you next time.